culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Pop my culture. Everyone. It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts, Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. I'm Vanessa Ragland. Our guest today, she's an original Not Ready for Primetime player on Saturday Night Live. Lorraine Newman is here. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. We're so happy to have you here. I am a fan of Cole and Vanessa's. Oh, hey. Uh, We've got that on tape, folks. That's right. (laughs) Got a new soundbite for my website, I think. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you very much. How is the news of... I'm going to just jump into pop culture. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Is everyone ready? All right. Yeah. Buckle up. Roll up your Let's jeans, just... hipsters. We're going on a bike ride. Yeah, um, ignorant your jeggings. <laughs> so, Lindsay Lohan. As you know, oh, she did I'm a her fan. jail time. She's out of it. Yeah, she's out of jail yeah. now. And I'll bet her cuticles look so bad. Oh, my gosh. She must have had <laughs> such a bad time in there. Mm-hmm. But thank God they let her keep her extensions. They did? Yeah. I'll bet they're looking so ratty. I know. She's going to need to have them teased or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet she left some on the pillow. Ew. Gross. Yeah. I wish I was the next inmate. It must no, have been really seriously. hard for her. It must have been all like Les Mis in there. Oh, you my know? gosh. She was in there for 14 days. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I think she just got really deep with the sisters, probably. Yeah. She I- made some real connections. Maybe she got some Sharpie eyebrows. <laughs> I love those. Oh my gosh. Well, they did say that she was doing art and things like that. Really? Therapy is, art? Yeah, art therapy? I guess. I think you could get pretty deep in 14 days, you know? <laughs> where um, where was she held? Uh, where, what, what prison? Lompoc? I mean, uh, where? Four Seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am confused about this overcrowding situation, though, because she got out because it's overcrowded. She was supposed to be in there 90 what? days. What? Yeah. 90 days. She served 14 days. But I know a kid. I'm not going to name names. He's a good kid, and he lives in Venice, and he's been in jail for seven months. And he's not that bad. Like, he didn't do anything. Like, he he wasn't on cocaine driving and almost killed someone. He didn't make just my luck. Oh, yeah, that's a crime. Those are crimes. Kirby reloaded did not happen to him, and yet he's still serving time. Well, she's just incorrigible and has flaunted every, you know, chance that she's gotten, which is just, you know, this is a terrible message. Terrible. Yeah, and how many photo shoots could she do with a scram bracelet on her leg? Did you see how many? Oh, my God. Like, in bikinis on the beach, scram bracelet and high heels. Like, what? Well, she was also photographed in Cannes in a dress where she she had clearly taken a scissors and cut the hem. That's a crime. Not okay, Lindsay. Yeah. Not okay. That should add an extra sentence. Maybe yeah. the judge didn't know. For slobbiness. Just slobby. She is yeah. slobby. She's she is ratty. <laughs> but now she's in rehab for 90 days, and she can't get out, mm-hmm. apparently. But right. I think it's probably a pretty nice time. She said in an interview that she's thinking about publishing a book of her journals from prison. Her journals, yeah, yeah which were like yeah, so, three pages. Yeah, at wow. least. so she's going to get a book doodles. deal out of it. Well, she's going to get a <laughs> ghostwriter to, to decipher her oh doodles. That's terrific. <laughs> well, we could read it for Celebrity Biography. Oh, yeah. Hey. There you go, which is an amazing show. If you guys have not seen this show, it's in New York, I think, once a month on a Monday-ish. I don't know what's going on in New York, but I know we're doing it at the Broad... 
This turned into a plug. Sure it's did. perfect. Brody, Isn't right? that how nice I did that? Does that? Oh my <laughs> goodness. But we're doing it at the Broad. We've done two shows already, and I think we've got one coming up in September. That's so fun. It's a really cool show. If you don't know what it is, uh, Eugene Pack's behind it. Uh, basically, it takes the actual autobiographies that stars have written, and then other stars read from them. Serious passages that aren't meant to be funny, but are pretty darn hilarious. Yeah, and his wife, Dale. Yes. So it's good to have people like Lindsay like churning out yeah. material. And, you know, Brooke Shields does it, and she's such a good sport because they, they evidently they did a book <clears throat> of – they had asked her to do a journal when she was in college, you know, and she was pretty busy. And she wrote some stuff that was really meaningful for her, and it was like, uh, you know, not – there's nothing in here about makeup, you know. So they just kind of took it and – did their own spin on it, which was thoroughly embarrassing oh, for her. No. But, you know, now that she's like a mature and, you know, enlightened human being, she has a sense of humor about it. So she's, you know, letting them read it. Oh, my gosh. That's so, so fun. So my hat is off to her. That's nice. awesome. Say. Who's been doing the shows here in L.A.? Um, this last one we did was Brooke Shields. Um, oh, gosh. Tate Donovan. Scott adds it. Oh, awesome. Nice. Um, Love Scott. Oh, I'm going to forget people and just want to kill myself. Don't do it. Not at my table. Oh, you know, I, I just uh, don't do drugs. That's all I can say. <laughs> I cannot remember doodle. That's what Google's for. I know. Speaking we could just, we could go right on and it would just get on go online. Let me see. Here we I go. Can, I'm going to go to my website because that'll list the people. Just check it Unfortunately, out. this podcast only has dial up. So it's going to take about seven minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wasn't that sound exciting? It really was. In Wall E, wasn't that funny? Oh, I wasn't. But hey, Wall E. No, when, no, I'm not saying that for that. But because oh. wasn't that funny when he like uh, touched something and it did that whole d- oh, dialogue sound? Oh, I forgot about that. Right, yeah. God, they have so many like tons and tons of gags in those Pixar movies. They're so well written. So you, smart. you've done a lot of additional voice work on those yeah. films, right? That's it's amazing that. A lot of the the animated movies out nowadays don't have the heart that the Pixar stuff has. They work a long time on their scripts. Yeah, they, they take a lot of time with them, which is great. And then once you get in the booth to do stuff like that, do you get to have any wiggle room or playroom, or is it pretty strict to a script? Well, when we come in and do ADR, mm-hmm. sometimes there is improv. Well, when they do crowd stuff, it's improvised. But sometimes we are filling voices yeah. and, and doing characters. I did some characters in Monsters, Inc. Um, and then sometimes if it's a good improvised line, they'll, you know, mix it so that you can hear it. Yeah. But uh, so that, in the sense, that's the wiggle room. Yeah, just hoping. So yeah. that, that's why they have improvisers do it. Yeah. That's so fun. Maybe they'll use some of our stuff from Pop <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that was good. We should put that on. I don't that. think Pixar's mining podcasts. I'm not sure. You work. know what? Pixar's very know. innovative. Yes, true. they are. I send them 50 emails a day. One of them, <laughs> just kidding. I don't do that. Dear Pixar. Hey, it's me, Vanessa. <laughs> Pretty <me>? sunny day. <laughs> Gosh, you know, Facebook. Yeah. The tangential. Um, meeting of people it's like i sat behind you in biology don't you remember me i i just i've felt so bad about facebook i mean someone told me you know you've got to get on facebook it's a good you know networking tool it's good for business blah 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 and i was like bye cracky (laughs) i i don't know you know and now now that i'm on it it's there's just so many people who 
are so indignant when I direct them to the, and I hate the name fan page because it's so embarrassing Minions for the people who are directed to it because yeah. it's, you know, they don't want to be, they don't want that connotation attached to them and I don't blame them. And most of the people who are on that page are really bright, funny, you know, creative people. So well, I, I like call it the professional page. page. Oh, I tell good. people yeah. it's a professional page. And they're great people on that page. But the people who, there are some people who, when they're directed to it, but I met you, you know, 25 years ago. Don't you remember? And it's like, no, I don't, you know. Yeah. I just feel so terrible. It's like, it's, it's face hurt your feelings book. You know, it's terrible. And it's, it's face stock book, too. Like It really is. Because it is the thing of when you're doing comedy or performing or anything, you do want to have a network open to people and be able to engage and know when other people's shows are and, like, create a dialogue with people. But there are those people that cross the line, like, if you don't get a little specific about who you let in. Because you do have your family on there and your personal pictures and everything. Um, and so I've had a few things that, like, I've accepted that it's turned into people, like, looking through and putting inappropriate comments on there or just like they know, you know, people can know too much about you really easily. And right. it's kind of creepy to try to draw those boundaries and not feel like a, like you're kind of high on yourself or some, you know, some sort of thing. Like yeah. That. It's tough. I mean, I have a couple of friends who are fairly famous who have like two accounts. They have yeah. like one that is just like under their name that they kind of let anybody into. And then they have one that's just like, has nothing to really do with them, but it really is them, and that's where they have just their closest friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they really know. You mean it's not their name? Or? Yeah, they have like some sort of alter ego. And I have friends that have done that. Direct too. their yeah. friends to that, so they're real. Yeah. Friends. That's where they re- they interact with their real, actual personal friends. Right. So that way they don't risk hurting people's feelings. And it's not are, searchable because it's not the name. Yeah, it's not searchable, oh, so you're not going to you're not going to yeah. run into it. I should it. do that. But I've already got. Some, I mean, someone's done a fake page on me already. I mean, for years people creepy? were saying, "Why don't you answer my thing on Facebook?" I said, "Because I'm not on Facebook." Oh, yes, you are. Uh. So you know, I've had. I've saw there were like 180 people on this thing, and it's like, well, now I have to go and contact 180 people to tell them this is a fake page. Right. I can't do it. So. Just and hope you, that you the can't... thank you is a nice lady that's like <laughs> <laughs> keeping God. up a good image. There's so much of that stuff. I, I had uh, I was friends with this kid, Trevor Morgan, who uh, he was the kid in Jurassic Park 3 and ER and a bunch of other stuff. And I used to be on probably with him a couple years back. And uh, this is back in the MySpace days. There's a bunch of fake Trevor Morgan MySpace pages, and I was just showing him. I'm like, see, look at all these fake ones. And he's like, well, tell them that it's not real. So like, I went on there, and I'm like, I'm sitting next to Trevor right now, and uh, no, he's – this is not really him, so yeah. stop leaving messages. But then I would get all these messages from from the people that were trying to contact him, being like, "Oh, you know Trevor, oh, put me in touch with Trevor." And then uh. I was like, "Oh crap, I opened up that bridge. Didn't mean to. I was just trying uh-huh. to do Trevor a service." But oopsie doopsie. Well, I was talking to Jason Alexander, and he was Ooh. saying that uh, there were a lot of fake pages, so he complained to Facebook. And then when he tried to start his own account, they wouldn't let him. Oh no, they didn't they think he, he was, was real. Fake. Yeah. So that's, that's funny. Just his that's why they have that, that thing on Twitter where they verify, verify you. How do they verify though? Isn't that kind of a mystery? I'm not sure how they do it. I haven't gotten on. I haven't by by golly haven't gotten on the Twitter yet. Oh, hold out. I I it just, just it's just open so. up a world of new things that you don't need to know that you will decide you really need to know. It's really like a beast that you have to feed. Oh man, I get. I'm not even a big tweeterer. I like to tweet. Mm-hmm. But I still, I feel like I need to read them. Like, mm-hmm. I get that anxiety of like, oh, I haven't even checked my Twitter feed. It doesn't matter. Like, no one's contacting me over anything important on there. 
But somebody might have liked my jokes about Cookie Crisp. Like, yeah. Get over yourself, Vanessa. You have so many Cookie Crisp jokes. I need an affirmation today. Yeah. Please, like me. Someone There like is that. Me. They're like, I'll write some joke that I think is a pretty funny joke. And then if people don't respond, I'll be like, hey, it's a funny joke. Come on. That was a good one. I just tweeted my heart out to you. <laughs> I don't need uh, another platform for disappointment, personally. Exactly. The real world is good enough. Oh, my God. Oh. So we tend to talk about Twitter too much on this podcast, yeah. I think, for some strange reason. We tend it to just happens it because it's pop culture I guess so. It's what, what the kids are doing nowadays. And yeah. by golly, isn't that the theme of this, this here podcast anyway? It's it the name of it. I mean, it was named after my grandpa. But we would be remiss not to mention plagued with uh, nasty comments on our website if we didn't talk about SNL a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. So I've heard of that. Was mm-hmm. it really on Saturdays? That's what everybody wants to know. Yeah, it was, but it dipped into Sunday, too. Oh. Because oh. it went into 1 o'clock. Oh, deep at night times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, moving on. Just, just <laughs> well, we covered that. <laughs> well, that was great. Our listeners are really happy to hear about it. This you is a slow did some days, great somebody characters, might. though. And Thank you. I'm so excited to be sitting here with you. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, I like your apartment. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. It's homey, you know? Um, so you... We're a founding member of Groundlings, correct? Yes. Now, this will segue into SNL. Okay. I feel certain, right? Naturally, it will kind of have to. When you guys came together, how did you found it? I mean, was it a bunch of people that liked doing comedy together? It was an offshoot. Gary Austin had worked at the committee in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and he started an improv workshop. And the people that were you know, in this workshop, my sister, um, Tom Maxwell, <sighs> Jack Sue, and Pat Morita... Tim Matheson, Valerie Curtin. These were the people who were in this workshop. And eventually we formed what became the Groundlings. That's so cool. But I mean, you know, some really unusual people. Tony Burton, who was, uh, I think, the coach for uh, Stallone in the first Rocky. Whoa. Uh, Really an unusual group of people. But all wonderful. Like a perfect storm. Did you guys meet through... The improv workshop, or mm-hmm. did you have a prior relationship? No, with? I mean, my sister got me into it, my sister Tracy. And she's a writer out here, Yes, right? yeah. yeah. Talented family. Very. My twin brother's a musician, writes Whoa. music. He's great. He's got a... He writes original 20s-sounding music, like Janet Klein. It's that awesome. kind of music. Oh, cool. uh, Dutch Newman and the Musical Melodians. You can Ooh. find him online. His music is fantastic. That's awesome. It's really good. Um, now I'm supposed to segue into SNL, but I don't know how. That's all right. Here we go. You don't know how? Go, Cole. It's tough. Uh, you know, but actually a lot of, uh, oh, SNL cast members right come now. out of the Groundlings. Right. Oh, I was the was first so one. Smooth. I was the first Groundling to Really? Become, yeah. And now it's a thing. They pluck them right I out. I know. I know. I'm very proud of that because, boy, did I get teased a lot. What's that company you come from? The Groundhogs? You know, oh, it's no. like, oh, man, because nobody had ever heard of us. Yeah. So, you know, John and Danny and Chevy would always tease me. Well, suck so, on this, yeah. buddy. I hope they Damn listen. it. Well, they didn't no. go on to do anything. So that's <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. Burn <laughs> <Fuck> out. <laughs> I, it's, I, I, I'm really happy to see Chevy doing so well right now. Oh, man. Yeah, Community so is such fun. a great show. Yeah, and, and he's so, great, I mean, yeah. Chevy's really funny. Yeah. And I think that for a long time it was so de rigueur to bag on him. Yeah. And I, I know that his behavior warranted it a lot of time, but I, I know Chevy and I know that that behavior came from insecurity. And I, Which is a, such a common thing for 
comics in general and actors as well. Yeah, yeah. but it, it really, for a long time, I think, masked his talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm glad that he has, you know, the avenue for it again and people are recognizing it. Yeah, I love seeing a good, like, rebirth of someone that is so awesome and then just kind of drop off the map or become a caricature of themselves for a while. Right. And then they get to, like, really own a new thing and exactly. expose themselves to a new generation, mm-hmm. too. And, like, SNL right now, I feel like um, our generation and, and younger are starting to go back because of all the stuff online is so available and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, it's fun to see people posting, like, old sketches and stuff like that. It, that is a good thing about the social networking is that you can, like, you can really look back at stuff, and uh, stuff co- starts making comebacks. And that's, mm-hmm. that's well, that's what's fun. awesome about like them putting the complete series on a DVD now. Like, yeah, they're through like four or five or something like that, mm-hmm. and being able to watch the episodes like in, in full as opposed to like just the handful that have made like the best of VHSs in right. the past. Like mm-hmm. seeing like seeing the stuff that didn't didn't work. Is, mm-hmm. like, I know so it's enlightening, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah, it super. kind of dispels everybody's memory. I mean. You know, our show took a long time to find its form. Right. And there, you can see what things were out of desperation because it was like the third week and everybody was exhausted and we just threw stuff up there that was kind of precious and self-indulgent. And, you know, everybody was always saying we never had an ending to our sketches, which they still are plagued by that yeah. sometimes. You know, yeah. that's a chronic problem when you have a live show and you have to do 90 minutes. But, you know... Um, for me, the stuff that really holds up is stuff that Danny did mm-hmm. and the stuff that Michael O'Donohue wrote. That stuff is really timeless. Uh, I just, uh, but there's a lot of stuff that does not. Hold and it, up. it is kind of nice to have to know that, though, because we yeah. do have this like very glamorized, like in the old days it was perfect, oh in the early days it was like, and it was, I think that. There have definitely been much higher times of quality and lower times through the show. But it's nice to know that, like, everybody stumbles with it. It's a hard form. It's really yeah, hard. It is. And it's hard to make it um, evergreen, you know? And when you're required to do that much quantity, like, you Ugh. know, the quality's not always going to be top-notch, you know? Right. Excuse me. What's wrong um, with you, Cole? I got a little <laughs> scratchy-scratch in my throat today. Today, if I just do everything sing-song, maybe I'll be all right. That's great. So on SNL. Um, but yeah, like, you know, to do 90 minutes every week, it's it's tough. And then to be top, like they say to be topical, too, at the time, you know, and then that sketch the next week won't hold up. You know? Yeah. Like this podcast next week when people aren't talking about Lindsay It's going to be in the wastebasket. Exactly. It's going to be over. <laughs> people will talk about the early days of Pat My Culture. That's when right. It was so when good. It was better. <laughs> well, um, Seth Meyers told me Ooh. that they really do two shows a month, pretty much, um, when we were doing three. Ah. So that's different. And they, they I think they tape some of the... Uh, Dress rehearsal. Yeah. So, which they Just can use. Yeah. And we never had that net. When you started, did you guys have, <clears> like, <throat> a big staff of writers, or was it mostly performers all generating? People. No. I think only Danny, uh, really, of the performers, Danny was the only one that wrote. Okay. We brought in characters that we had been doing. Yeah. You know, um, I think the only material I brought in that came from the Groundlings was the speech I had in Godfather Group Therapy. Mm. That had been a character monologue that I did at the Groundlings. But other than that, you know, um, I didn't do a lot of writing on the show. Yeah. And I don't think anybody but but Danny really did. Uh, Gilda collaborated with Alan Zoybel. Mm. But that's about it. 
And I heard that your favorite character to do was Lena Wertmuller. Is that true? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think I was the only one appreciated, but it was just so, you know, I loved her. I thought she was so interesting as a personality, and I thought her movies were so interesting. And, you know, I had no idea what she sounded like, so I just made her up. But uh, she was just all, you know, anything goes when you did her. That's so fun. Like, creating those characters. But it is hard. I mean, I have, like, some of my favorite things to do that tickle me. And <laughs> I find no one else thinks they're funny. And the word most often applied to my favorite things is grotesque. Oh. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but, you know, then there will be those people that come up to you and appreciate that. And yeah. it's just so rewarding. Wherever you guys yeah, are, that, I'm going to post person, some videos you know. soon and just give me a thumbs up or something. <laughs> um, but it is funny to, to find that, like, your strengths aren't necessarily what you consider your strengths, you know, or what, mm-hmm. what people, like, what delights people might not delight you all the time. Mm-hmm. Did you have characters you got sick of playing? Well, I this was the thing, is that I, I would always endeavored not to repeat characters yeah. because I thought that that would make me schlocky somehow. I had this kind of real... Um, idealistic uh, bent that... Mm-hmm. that you know, I believed that I had to be versatile. I had to just do different characters all the time. So I really didn't have a chance to get sick of characters because right. I tried to do different ones all the time. That's nice. And that's been a kind of a constant knock on the show throughout the years is that they do repeat characters too much. Yeah. But that's really, you know, how you become memorable. That's true. And yeah, people want what people remember you know, from. That's what they want. And they want someone that they can do, too. Like, everybody likes to have the character that they can do the impression of. Everybody loves mm-hmm. their catchphrases. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe we'll have one by the end of this pop- podcast. Because, like, when I was, you know, a teenager, that was, like, the Mike Myers years, the Dana Carvey years, yeah. all that stuff. And, you know, we made it a point to watch it every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it wasn't something casual. Like, I still watch it now, but, you know, we, we usually DVR it and right. get around to watching it when we can. So we have that luxury. Then right. you didn't. Either you watched it or you didn't. And then you had something to talk about on Monday. Yeah. You know? And you needed to be home on Saturday night to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and being a teenager, that wasn't too hard. Right, <laughs> right. It was like my buddies and I would have like a sleepover or whatever, maybe. We'd play video games and then we'd watch SNL and go to sleep, you know? That and sounds you, like fun. And bang some chicks and or do some Or we would drugs. sneak out and ride our bikes around town. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and eggs in places. Yeah. Not even that. It was like, let's go to the store and buy Mike and Ike and Mountain Dew. <laughs> and then let's move around the for sale legal signs. <laughs> People's oh. properties, like that's as crazy as we got. Mike and Ike, I love Mike and Ike. Bad kids. <laughs> Mountain Dew, you'd be up all night. Yeah, pretty much. Dude, crazy kind of kid. We were so like the like we didn't really rebel. We were pretty well behaved. Really? So like we had to do, <laughs> we had to do like what little things we could do to feel like see we're being teased, man, uh, without <laughs> really doing that stuff. I don't. I don't think I ever did anything bad either. We used to dress up my friend's dog, and once we broke its tail, that was like that was really sad. But it was oh, okay. Oh man, it was okay. We were putting some pants on him. Oh, and, pants and got, on him? Well, that can happen. <laughs> well, that happens. Pants on your dog. Yeah, but we got great video of it. But I think that was my most rebellious and also my most repentant. Like, I felt so bad. Pa, I'm sorry, Cosmo. He's still got a little crook in his tail. That's a little sure. weird way to explain it. How did your dog get hurt? Well, it was a pants accident. <laughs> did you pants him? No, we were putting pants on him. <laughs> we, were just, we were having a crazy teen night. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I can have crazy days sometime, right? That's true. You really can. Thanks. You yeah. have our permission. Thanks, guys. Exactly. I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's going to be so nuts. 
I just remember like in junior high and high school, the kids that like wanted to pretend that they were doing drugs but weren't would like pixie sticks. Yeah, they would like yeah. either use pixie Ooh. sticks or they would ground up smarties. Do you remember those? Oh yeah, and, like, snort yeah. Those. Oh, that had to hurt. I guess. I had a party trick of drinking sugar. milk through my nose. I was that kid. You know, the, that kid at lunch that puts <gasps> that the milk That would scare drop. me because it's Ew. like getting water up your nose. Well, you go, it just drops back down your throat and you could be so cool. That is school. cool. Yeah. Now I'm God. getting some street cred. Totally. That's, <laughs> That's cool. What's up. Also, I used to sometimes eat Pop-Tarts for lunch. Not even what? put them in the toaster. That is studly. Coffee yep. meat wind. Bad girl. <laughs> <laughs> studly. So... Somehow we went from SNL you to You were on rebellion. SNL, but we were crazy kids. <laughs> Raw pop charts. Man, that was Dude. a crazy high school to go to. SNL, yeah. college, high school. I didn't go to that. Well, I don't know. I mean, I didn't have the grades for college. I didn't like school. Yeah. I'd had it. I think you kind of uh, are one of those people that you look at me and it's like, good. You, done yeah. it. you didn't really need that. You've got enough uh, other things given to you, enough other gifts. Oh, thank you. Who needs book smarts, right? I don't know. Don't tell Ca- your kids my, I said that. My older daughter is at uh, Eugene Lang, the new school in New York, and I look at that curriculum as like horror movies. What? I <laughs> want to go there. <laughs> yeah, really fun. There's a course in horror movies. Oh, that's fun. Cool. That's really I cool. love horror movies. Yeah, they had some weird right. courses. I went to SF State, um, and there's some weird elective courses that. I couldn't understand how they greenlit them. There was a class that everybody went to just because it was weird. It was called Variations in Human Sexuality. And mm, it was in like I'm a 600-person lecture hall. And people just went because they would show just like screwed up stuff in that class. Whoa. Yeah, it was pretty. Like, I'm into it. What for the purposes <laughs> of education, they could show you bestiality videos. They could show you like. Uh, videos of like uh, I've been going to school. It's crazy. Oh, that's the no. weird stuff. Like, but people just went because it was just like I can't believe they're my eyes. This. My eyes. Exactly. Hey, speaking of bestiality, not really. But speaking of human sexuality and horror movies, did you guys see the Human Centipede movie? No. No, oh. I didn't see it. Okay. You're Here, making I that. No. I, I mean, it's a horror movie, but it's if I. It's like a sci-fi channel. Come movie. on. Yeah. No, it went to theaters, right? Um. This will be a Google. Okay. What is it called? The Human Centipede? Asking our sound man. Yes, it is. What, um, is it out now? So, yeah. You can talk. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's disturbing. Really stir- disturbing. This, uh, there's a murderer. Oh, I don't want to even show you. If you Google image this. I want to see it. Look. Everybody who's listening he, right he now, captures, Google image he, Human Centipede. He captures people, and then he has this... Dream to make a centipede out of them, and he joins them together. And he that looks like her head is up the other person's butt. Yep, that's not an is accident. Is that what I'm seeing? Yeah, and then he joins them all together internally. <clears throat> like, ooh, it's yep. like a rumba line. <laughs> oh, you have the best outlook on the human centipede. Wow, <laughs> oh, he just likes to rumba. Nice. Maybe he yeah. got the idea like on a cruise ship when they were doing like the you know little conga line he's like oh wait i, I must go this right almost perfect <laughs> the, it could one be of better the, one of the questions i got when i wrote for the sedatives column in the believer was i find myself strangely attracted to my juniper tree in the backyard which i thought was pretty was fun. that a real question do you think no it's it's a fake 
It's a Are fake sure advice though? column. Can you be sure? It could be that the person who wrote that just thought, well, it's something this that's real in my life, format. but I'll, I'll couch it as a joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's says. it. And then, then maybe I'll find an answer. What did you tell them? Well, I, I told her that, well, I'd have to read it. I don't remember. Do you want Why to? Pull it up? Well, can I find it? I yeah. Don't yeah, let's pull it up. Okay, so this was in context of something Cole said about the variations in human sexuality, and, and they have a sedatives column, and The Believer, my, one of my favorite magazines, fake advice column. Dear sedatives, sometimes I find myself ever so slightly turned on by the juniper tree in my backyard. I'm worried about how this might develop. What can you suggest to nip this in the bud? Uh-huh. No pun intended. <laughs> Lucille Clasco, Lansing, Michigan. Dear Lucille... You're wise to be circumspect when it comes to a juniper. They're notorious players. My (laughs) friend Andrea was involved with a redwood, for obvious reasons, (laughs) that was the strong and silent type. Reliable. Unfortunately for Andrea, reliable meant boring. Gee. <laughs> the this redwood is pretty crazy. Fire. <laughs> the redwood was sharing a space with a juniper and she couldn't take her eyes off of it. Oh. The juniper knew exactly what it was doing and before long Andrea found herself seduced and abandoned. But not before the juniper had really messed with her head. Andrea had always been sensitive about her weight and once the juniper had her where it wanted her, Andrea told me how it dropped subtle hints about how fetching the willow sapling next door was. I mean, who can compete with that, right? What a dick. I have boundless admiration for you. It's hard enough to resist the attraction, but to seek to arrest it when you've already felt stirrings down there is a monumental act of will. The proximity of your juniper makes it especially challenging. Honestly, Lucille, it's an inside job. Just know (laughs) that you're playing with fire. Fire. Hmm. Love, Lorraine. (gasps) So that's just one of them. Nice. And we had a soldier on reading that through the fire trucks. That I went know by. it's. I think engine. it's the perfect storm yeah. of tubas and fire. <laughs> we should tell people what's happening. It's a clown outside. conspiracy. Yeah, outside. So there's been funny little toots that we've been hearing, like bark, bark, bark. maybe they're picking up on the podcast. I'm not sure. We look out the window, and the maintenance men from across the way have made a ramshackle brass band. Yeah, I think they look like French horns. Yeah, I think that's what they are. Two of them. Yeah. They're just hanging out. Three guys are hanging out. It is the most unlikely brass band group you've ever seen. Yep. Yeah. This, in the road, tooting away. But maybe that's like they're just doing the maintenance to raise the money so they can put their first album out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to put something in that empty apartment. <laughs> <laughs> they should open up a tuba case outside. Maybe that's what they found in there. Oh, that would be exciting. Abandoned French horns. That's a sad move Somebody out. Somebody moved out and they're just <laughs> yeah. like, just leave the instruments. Yeah. We're not going to use them. My or, dream is broken. <laughs> or they're cursed French horns. <gasps> Haunted. Haunted. I've been thinking about They've that They've passed the lately. curse on to them. Haunted things. Don't mm-hmm. tell the writer of Human Centipede. He's got another <laughs> Find a French form up your butt. <laughs> that would be musical. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Get away! Get away! <laughs> Look away! I'm so sorry. Sometimes. 
Go, Cole. Make something happen. Make something happen. Just kidding. With magical words. Oh, I want to talk. You like we like so many of the same shows. Oh, really? Um, yeah, including Little Britain and the Mighty Boots. Oh my God! Yes. So funny. Yes, right? I love those shows. Oh, I love them. Yeah. In fact, I saw. I haven't seen Dinner's Dinner for Schmucks. Is that it? Oh yeah. yeah. I but seen I it. saw that David Williams is in it. Uh huh. Which I'm very excited to see. A lot of good people in that movie. I haven't seen it yet, but Rick Overton's in it. And uh, I heard he was in it, and um, the guy from uh, oh, with the uh, seagulls. Uh, what is it? Flock of sea? Not oh, from Flight of the Conchords. Flight of the Conchords. Yeah, yeah, oh, I was like, that's yes, that's what? No, I meant I meant the other one. <laughs> uh, the uh, no, the the Conchords, the seagulls, and the, the Pelicans. Yeah. Well, I wish they had just kind of cast the movie with a bunch of new wave rockers from the eighties. That's that a cool been movie. Interesting. I like, they are so Yuang funny. Chung. Yeah, um, <laughs> Howard Jones. Howard, the yeah, hairdos alone man. would be worth the price of admission. I love me some Hojo. Howard I love Jones. on the Mighty Boosh how they always refer to Gary Newman too. Like in one scene, they f- pull him out of a locker or something. <laughs> so I, I feel like everything they do is so innovative and I weird. Oh, I know, and, and they're an acquired taste. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, uh, authentically they, weird though, like not yeah. trying to be weird. Like you have to come just, to them. Oh, definitely. so fun. But they did that. Do you remember the one they did on jazz? Uh-uh. Yeah, Hot Wee Wee Jefferson. No, I didn't. But think. first of all, I hate jazz. I absolutely <laughs> hate it. And so, but that was the whole premise of it was that uh, Noel Fielding's character mm-hmm. hated jazz. He was like, yes. You know? <laughs> and the other guy was like, but don't you know? And he's trying to get him to like it. Oh, so great. And then the one where they're lost in the desert. Yes. There's the guy with the house on his head. Mm-hmm. It was such brilliant stuff. Oh. I'm afraid a bunch of jazz men who listen to the podcast who just turned it off. Yeah, click. Just lost I know. Jazz I know. I'm so <laughs> This isn't the podcast for me. <laughs> click. Uh oh. Where did that guy come from? That's a character I do no, every sh- once in a while. <laughs> no, I was pretending like that guy was really here. Oh, <laughs> radio. <laughs> um, you guys Satchmo, see a, What are you doing here? Did you guys see a French horn lying around here? <laughs> oh yeah, it's right out front. <laughs> can't seem to locate it. Um, it's the ghost of Satchmo. <laughs> One of the other ghosts oh, of Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so you do a ton of voiceover work. A ton of voiceover yes. work, which is rad. So cool. Such fun projects you get to work on. Uh, they are. I love it. Um, and just, just if people aren't aware, I'm just going to like just rattle off a list of some of the stuff you've worked on voice wise. Uh, up, Horton Here's a Who, Cars, Wally, Ice Age The Meltdown, Madagascar, Johnny Bravo, Harvey Birdman, Surf's Up, Danny Phantom, Ponyo, Metalocalypse, Chatty with a Chance of Meatballs, Monsters Inc., Wild Thornberries, The Oblongs, Jimmy Neutron. And there's a bunch more too. Yeah. That's so fun. And do you get to create a lot of characters? Like, um, or do they have pretty specific? It depends. I mean, you know, you'll see a drawing sometimes yeah. and then that'll spark something in you. I mean, they create the character, but you create the voice. Right. You get to bring it on. Yeah. You get to bring it. Oh, <laughs> and you don't even have to have your hair dead or anything. I know. I love that part. Not having to memorize, not having to wear makeup. And I tell you, you know, the people who do this work are so funny and so talented. The first series I ever did was a show called Hysteria. And it was by the people that did Animaniacs and Tiny Toons. And it was the last Warner Brothers cartoon where they did like the big orchestra original songs and stuff. Oh, cool. And Frank Welker, this is the cast. It was Billy West, who was Ren and Stippy. Um, Oh, God. Jeff Bennett, who was the voice of Johnny Bravo. Hmm. Uh, 
Maurice LaMarche and uh, Paul um, Rob, Rob Paulson, who are Pinky and the Brain, yep. <laughs> among you know they're on, and Rob is on um, Fairly Odd Parents, and he you know does a ton of stuff. Uh, Frank Welker, who is like yep. the guy, the guy, yep. yeah. Um, Tress McNeil, who is just she's like June Foray. Yeah, she was Dot, I think, in animation. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. Um, oh my God, I'm trying to think. I know I'll forget people, but I mean, this is like the cream of the crop. And then little old me, this was my first series that I got like five thousand years ago. I mean, I think I was either pregnant with my first daughter or my second one, who's now fifteen. So it's just. It was just a great experience, and their talent is so dazzling. You know, you, I mean, it's, people don't realize the kind of things that you have to be able to do. You have to be able to do dialects. You have to be able to do voices of people, young people, old people, children, opposite sex, you know, animals. It's just it's a real rarefied skill. Did you get to be in the room with a lot of those people? Yeah. You guys well, some, some shows do it differently. Yeah. Some shows do it like a radio play, and that's what uh, Hysteria was. Oh, we were all lined up in the same booth too, together. To learn from everything yeah, like that? Yeah, it oh. was great. It was really great. And we'd have guest stars like Buddy Hackett. And, oh, my gosh. You know, awesome. just amazing people. Um, Jerry Lewis. It was fantastic. Amazing. That is so great. Um, then <clears throat> other shows have you alone in the booth. But, you yeah, know. I feel like a lot of the animated movies, too, like you, everybody records individually. So like the stars of these animated movies meet at the premiere, right. which is right. crazy weird to me. Like, yeah. Because so, I think it would be, I mean, I don't know. I can't tell when I'm watching something. Like, were they together or not? Obviously, we can't tell that. But I just feel like it would add so much energy while you're doing it to be able to play off the person. It's you a know? lot more fun. Yeah. yeah. And it gives it more continuity. Right. But, you know, we're pros and we do what's thrown at us. We do what we have to do. And everybody's so busy. It's like, how are you going to get in the same place at the same time? That's right, you know? of course. Oh, my God. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a moment. <laughs> it, was a, it was a nice little moment. Um, let's see. Where should we go? Oh, this is really funny to me. Um, so, I guess Vanilla Ice. Oh, yeah. Is uh, going to start in his own home improvement series. Really? Yeah. It's handy? Yeah, it's got a I great guess. name, though. The name... The Vanilla Ice Project. <laughs> Ew, it's so sad. The Vanilla Ice Project. You like it. Is that what's happening? No, I'm pondering okay. it. Okay. You know, there's just absolutely... And I, I have nothing against him, and I like to see people succeed. Yeah. But there's nothing charismatic about that title. The Vanilla Ice Project? Yeah. Makes it sound very militaristic and scientific. Yeah, it doesn't. I think tell, it just sounds like a dessert. Yeah, it doesn't tell you. <laughs> it sounds like an, a, a performance art installment. Well, maybe that's kind. what it is. Maybe sure. he's pulling a, a James Franco. You know, James Franco did all these General Hospital. Yeah, this. Uh, stint I don't think on, they're on the same. I'm pretty sure they're the same talent level and success level. Well, you know, James <laughs> Franco was in Freaks and Geeks. Well, uh, Vanilla Ice has been doing a lot of ski do. Races What's in upstate that? New York. <laughs> what ski do? You know those ski doos? Um, they're like jet skis. That's no, what they're called. I, I do not. Jet skis, uh, I know. Yes. Is ski do made up or do, no? Okay, it? other people know what that is. I think it's a jet ski. So, but he used to be really into um, jet ski racing in upstate New York, and so oh. I mean, so he's got a career. That's at, actually what most one-hit wonder rappers do now. So that's ski-doos? how yeah, he's paid ski-doos. his dues over the time. <laughs> Paying his ski dues. <laughs> Oh, Girl. 
Ladies and gentlemen, there she is. Vanessa. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Well, I hope it goes well for him. I think, I mean. Yeah, I do too. I I'll mean, watch. God bless him. Wish him well. That Wait sounds fascinating. So he's handy. I mean, gosh. He said he's been teaching think? himself a lot. Carpentry? Um, I don't know. You know, General. I mean, if he's inept and we watch him do something that falls apart, that could be great. That's the best show. Like, that's a That'd better be show. entertaining. Hopefully the producers are realizing that. Or maybe it'll be like his rap. Somebody else will have already done like 75% of the work, and then he'll just come well, and hammer on top of it. You know what I found out about Bob Vila? Bob Vila's not a contractor. He's a producer of those shows. Right. He never was a contractor. He doesn't know how to build. No. And I never knew that. No. No, he's not. Wait, but doesn't isn't there video of him building? Oh, or is he just kind he's of not, touching things that other people did? He's not a builder, but an incredible simulation. Wow. What about he's Martha a, Stewart? Oh, well, she's the real thing. Yeah? Real deal? Do you yeah. know Martha? No. Okay. But I think between takes for Bob Vila, he's like... <laughs> They show him hammer and nail, and they go, we got it? <laughs> Suckers. We did it again. We pulled it over on him. <laughs> and he's got cue cards that are saying, like, everyday man stuff that he can yeah. say. Yeah. It's working for me. I'm uh, really yeah, shocked Yeah, give right me now. that socket wrench. <laughs> is, that a, is that a thing in between mm. takes? What if he's very fey in between? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love that. Socket Ooh. wrench. Did I pronounce that correctly? <laughs> oh, I got a raspberry that? with that nut and bolt. <laughs> Somebody help. <laughs> Help me. That's a good Bobby line. It's really, it's dead on. Yep. That's so amazing. It's on Thank you. Thinking about getting into voiceover. Oh, you should. Make a demo. Yeah, okay. I think this is it. I'll just send them this five-minute excerpt. This is my Bob Villa. <laughs> Villa? Villa. Well, I think you have your SNL audition tape ready. And I'm ready for prime time. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Let's say, this is a shout-out, but this is weird. We were going to say happy birthday to Jenny, the beautiful Jenny B. Stratton. Yes, my, my wife. It is her birthday today. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Jennifer. Jenny. But guess what? Someone else has a spouse. It is my husband's birthday. Happy birthday, Chad Einbinder. Aw. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I'm blown away. There's all these days of the year. And happy birthday, America, one month and one day ago. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's really Ooh, yeah. spooky. Who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys' spouses' birthdays are one month and one day away from the American birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about that it. That is crazy. Oh, but it, uh, this is political, and so I'm just going to touch on it. We usually don't talk about serious stuff. But way to go, California, for overturning Prop 8. I um, know. Really exciting. I know. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if they don't want gay sex, then they should approve gay marriage. Yep. There you go. It'll end. That's right. <laughs> they want more bitterment. And, no, I'm just kidding. I'm so happy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, when you're married, there's no sex. No, it stops. Right. And you just get more into other hobbies. Right, like eating in front of the TV. Yeah, or eating in front of a wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> wherever there's food and something to be in front of. Yeah, that we like to set up TV trays in front of a wall. Yeah. Stare at it. Better than talking to each other, let me tell you. Man, that is stucco, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's sure popcorn. Is. I think it's stucco. No, it's popcorn. Speaking of popcorn, I'm hungry again. <laughs> more butter. Oh. oh. Well, we have to... Really, before we get to our questions, okay. we have to uh, talk about a movie you just saw. <gasps> uh, for yes. people who have listened to the podcast before and, and for you learning who haven't, she's mm-hmm. kind of obsessed with, uh, with Zac obsessed. Efron. Not obsessed. I've taken an active interest in Zac Efron. Okay. And his career. I think he's a talent. A.K.A. And, obsessed. And I, I think he is talented. I, I really do. Yeah, he Did is Did you talented. see 17 again? I ha- yeah, I think he's How good. many times? 
17? Because no. that's the lucky number. No, I haven't seen it 17 okay. times, but I mm. do find it, it is good, and I don't usually watch movies more than once. Yeah. But I have become engaged because there's a lot of good people. Thomas Lennon. Tom yeah, Tom Lennon. Yeah. He, he is so good, and he's so idiosyncratic, and I love him. Yep. So, you know, and because he he wrote the movie, didn't he? He wrote part of it, didn't he? Did Tom Lennon write it? I don't, I don't know. know if he did. Maybe he I did. I think that he did. Maybe. Um, and there's Google he had to have because the whole relationship with him going after the principal is so oh, yeah. specific with the Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. thing. I, and he Laura had Hunt to. is so good in that too. It's such a good cast. Yeah. Um, but the, the true gin is obviously Zac Efron who sparkles and takes everyone's breath away. Uh, and... <laughs> What? I think no, he's okay. good. That's a way he's, to describe him. Okay. I mean, he doesn't want to admit he's Jewish, but he's good. Wait, what? Well, is there know, a scandal about my darling? No, I mean, I just I saw an interview a long time ago, and it's I, I think didn't they, know he was Jewish. Zach Efron, come on, is that the name that I should be good at oh. knowing that that is? I'm bad. I at doing let's that. let's move on. Oh wait, but we can't <laughs> move on too far because I have to say he's in Charlie St. Cloud. That just came yeah, out. Yeah, that, that looks interesting. Yeah, saw it on opening day. And oh, how is it? Well, um, it is the best ghost. You can't see the asterisks in the sentence. but it's... No, it, the sentence will explain itself. It's the best ghost romantic sailing movie I've seen all summer. And that's something. You know, they he takes well, there was a lot of about it. So yeah. about him being very good in it. He's very good in it. I, the movie is not very good. Zapping. But there were quite a few ghost and yachting movies this summer, though. There was Ghost Yacht. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was better than Ghost Yacht easily. Yeah. Um, better mm-hmm. than my baseball brother. Spirit, better than that spirit one. boat. Yep, better, better than, than spirit, spirit boat. boat. Right. But they do the, the my biggest complaint about the movie beside. From like continuity errors, some spotchy acting by oh, other people, and things like that. Unforgivable. They light. They turn the lights down when he's taking his top off. The the lighting people made it darker <laughs> instead of no matter oh. where he was. Well, it was nighttime, so I get it. But I just feel like couldn't that have been a rewrite about? You mean it's daytime now? Wait a second. I'm just saying. What are you saying? I'm saying that that boy should never wear a shirt, <laughs> and the way they. They, people know that that's a, a consensus. I'm getting nervous. But, Vanessa, if you don't wear your shirt, what happens is you go kind of nuts and you play bongos all the time. Are that's you talking right, about Matthew, Matthew McConaughey? McConaughey. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you want him to wear shirts or he's going to make movies like Fool's Gold okay. and we're all going to lose. Well, but why, why can't they have a... I was thinking for this one scene where he does take his shirt off, but it is nighttime. It would be so easy to write in a sweeping spotlight over the ocean that just happens to illuminate him. <laughs> like so, a lighthouse? Yeah, exactly. That would a justify just it. beaming onto him for a second. Mm-hmm. Would that be so much to Or add? some like ghostly yeah, beam. It's, very, it's so much supernatural in that. So, I mean, I just, mm-hmm. I'm ready to, to move forward in my career as sort of an advisor for his movies um because well, i know what people want him. i could manage it i mm-hmm. you'd like I to manage, manage that. that i could manage I that, could manage hey, that what's girl? Up, mm-hmm. i got some idea for future projects let's just start filming now. i got a script it's about a pickup uh football game uh it's called shirts versus skins you will be on skins <laughs> 
and it's just with this one girl in the woods. I guess I'll play her. The actress didn't show up. Uh, it's God. told in real time. There's already cameras and set up. So people are so unprofessional. I guess I'll have to do it. <laughs> oh man! Uh, unfortunately, the movie theater deals fell through. It will be streaming on my laptop from now on. But I only get and... signal in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Zachy Poo. Well, any chance of Zach coming on the podcast? Is Just probably... got better. He's like, oh, I guess it's pretty fun. Oh, oh, Ooh. she's crazy. Do you want some indie cred, Zach? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> street cred. People are going to cry when they see my movie. It's <laughs> 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 a little scary. Aw. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Let's do first, <laughs> let's. shall we? All right. This is an exciting So uh, the first question we rigged up for you, rigged up, rigged up. like it's some contraption. Bowling ball falls down a track. Two was playing. All right. Uh, what was the first impression of someone, famous or not, that you can remember doing as a kid or a teenager or when you just started performing? Oh, God. Did I even do impressions? Well, you know, I, you guys, I'm old, okay? You look And the great. first impression I did was Catherine Hepburn <gasps> for yeah, my parents. It. Nice. Oh, I love you. Rally, I do. Uh, and which would just entertain them no end. They would just loved it. And it's nice because you're saying a nice thing. You're saying I love yes, you in the impression. Yeah, yeah as Sorry. opposed to blow me. Yeah. <laughs> you could have just kept saying, they're strawberries, Norman. Yeah. You just <laughs> bend over and pick them up. Calla lilies are in bloom. <laughs> oh. So that, I guess that was the first one. How Excellent. old was that you? Was Way that you then? Nine. Oh. Good nine. taste for a nine-year-old. Well, you know, that was really w- w- who there was to imitate yeah in the uh if i was nine it was uh 1961 i'm doing the math yeah i don't know about our listeners maybe, <laughs> I think maybe they should shake things up on snl and get like a eight or nine year old who does a handful of impressions yeah <laughs> but so old funny. ones like yeah old ones here's yeah. jimmy durante <laughs> <laughs> okay here's franklin delano roosevelt <laughs> Did you guys write that in. Mickey Rooney sketch yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Give me that monkey. <sighs> Never mind. Oh who was it for goodness. you, Vanessa? <laughs> yeah, who was it for uh, For me, it was... I didn't really do impressions. Um, I was just kind of spazzy, but I do remember the first like person that I got really into was I became sort of mildly obsessed with Judy Garland, but like the older years, Judy Garland. And when my parents started trusting me enough to leave me alone in the house, I had this dress I would always put on and like blast music of Judy Garland and just kind of channel her. Oh, wow. So that was cool. Yeah. That was so you acted time. out a fantasy like the guy in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love wow. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes me think of you Zach Efron again. Bill. That's the funny really? thing. Yeah. yeah. I just want to wear people's skin. Cool. So who did you like? Yeah, Cole? Cole. Uh, <laughs> How about you? Uh, for me, it was Judy Garland. Oh, uh, weird. Uh, it was who? The, the, the guy from Silence of the Lambs. Uh, um, oh, I thought you said Amsel Adams. I, I did Amsel Adams. I was like, <laughs> God, here's a picture I did. Esoteric. He got really uh, into nobody black and white Nobody knows what he sounded like. I was really into the Muppet Show when I was a kid. So What's for that? me, um, sure. <laughs> sorry, the Muppet Show. Oh, the Muppet. Uh, for me, it was. Um, I was obsessed with Fozzie. I thought he was the funniest thing. <gasps> he so, was funny. In fact, I called Good it taste. the Fozzie Room. Like Aww. when we would watch the show, let's go to the Fozzie Room and watch the Aww. show. So, so I think you it was were little. probably yeah. I think it was probably Fozzie Bear was the first. Can you hear? I don't even know if you can really do it. Probably like five or six. Or somewhere there. Little baby Cole loving I can the Muppets. See that. Ah. Ooh. 
Aww. Bear left. Right frog. Waka, waka, waka. It's hey, not bad. It's, it's not so good. cute. But that's, yep. yeah. It's adorable. That's good. Probably the first thing I did. Way to go, kid. Cole. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and, you know, it's made me tons of money. Yeah. Cha ching. Yeah. Woof. Um, it's a start. Everybody has to start somewhere. Some I mean, you know, I, I used it on the children's impression circuit, right? Which mm-hmm. is really big in the South. Yeah, yeah. huge. Um, because you know, sideshows were outlawed, so you right. There you was had a to vacuum. Do what you could do. There was a vacuum. <laughs> oh God, this just got really depressing. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of us. You're <laughs> one of us. All right. So let's not do that again. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to do our questions now. Okay. Yeah. Which is, uh, I've got five questions for you that have to do with some of your past projects. Okay. Let's see if you can figure them out. Question one. And I'll one. give you clues. Yeah, she'll give this you clues. This is going to be so embarrassing. <laughs> I think you're going to do all right here. Uh, you were an original not ready for primetime player on SNL, along with Gilda Radner, Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Chevy Chase, Jane Curtin, and Garrett Morris. Who was the first female to host the show? Lily Tomlin? Nope. Candace Berger? Correct. Yes. Okay. There you go. Wow, that was a fast second guess. All right. I was thinking, oh. what's my clue going to be? Oh, I'm glad Lordy. I didn't have to do that. Okay. I would like to see what clue you would have done for yeah. Candace Bergen, though. I was thinking canvas bags. Wow. You're yeah. going to Blonde. Right. That's all you have to do. Blonde, jaw, shiksa. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> um, all right. So good. Question two. You played Donut Rooter in the short film We're All Devo, mm-hmm. starring the band, and what famed psychedelic psychologist? I don't understand. What? Cole, you did a bad job. Did I? Did I? Wait, no. It uh, is... We're All Devo. Right. Which was with the band Devo, mm-hmm. which you were in, but right. also uh, a very famous psychedelic oh, psychologist. Oh, Timothy Leary. There you go. Oh, he was in it? Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was in it. He was. Oh, okay. He was indeed. Oh, I didn't know he was in it. I didn't hear you say along with. Oh, oh. oh yeah. okay. Um, so, yeah. Good job. Uh, all right, you appeared as Coral on the Little Mermaid episode of Shelley Duvall's Fairy Tale Theater. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> also in the cast were Brian Dennehy, Pam Dauber, Treat Williams, Donna McKechnie, Karen Black, Jeff Hoyle, and what award-winning British actress? Helen Mirren. There Boom. You go. Yes. That is so nice. That Was show she? is yeah. scarring. Fairy Tale Theater. Did you see the Rapunzel episode? Anybody? Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh. You did? I've seen. Well, I have it on DVD. I have like a complete series. In the nightmare? I don't remember that. Oh man, a lot. you? Yep. Can you not eat radishes now? Mm, well, no, I still do. <laughs> she like, has don't to. Sing. Yeah. Don't, don't even shut sing up. To me. <laughs> it's the only way to get those things to not screech at me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the cast in some of those things are crazy. When you go back, and, and I know it's really not such a talented, talented bunch of people that are like prolific. Question four: uh, You played Rosina Glass on eight episodes of Seventh Heaven. It ran for 11 seasons, making it the longest-running family drama in television history, besting the nine-season runs by Little House on the Prairie and what other wholesome staple? John Boy. Oh. I would have said Father Knows Best, but okay. Um, What was the name of that um, with John Boy? What was the name of that show? It sounds kind of like a nut people like to eat. Or what you stare at when you eat. The Waltons, the Waltons. Yeah, okay, yeah, a wild. show I never watched. Oh, you missed out. But thank out. you for the help. You're welcome. The drama, the intrigue. Well, there you go. Seventh heaven. All right, question five. You voiced several characters in the popular Adult Swim animated program Metalocalypse, which chronicles the metal band Death Clock. <laughs> the frontman of the band, voiced by Brendan Small, is named what? Nathan Explosion. There Boom. you go. 
You did a great job. You got Thank it all. you. Go Thank you. Now we do my questions. So okay. I hope you have scratch paper for the math portion. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Number one. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? No. Okay. I haven't. Ever seen one? No. Okay. Top Chef Challenge. She, by the way, she asks that every podcast, and it's always been oh, no. Of you're trying to get find closer. One. Yeah. She wants yeah. some dirt. Ooh, oh, okay. I just want to, to know what it feels like to touch them. Um, next. <laughs> Top Chef Challenge. Okay, you're off. You have a challenge that you have to do. You need to cook a meal based on your proudest moment. What is that meal? It can be as weird as you like. Take it to whatever length you want. A meal based on my proudest moment. Metaphor, any kind of thing. You know, my proudest moment is really related to my children. Eggs. And, uh,. Yeah. Wow, that is symbolic. Yeah, pretty that deep. That is very symbolic. But, you know, I would have to choose one over the other, and I don't want to do that. Oh, you're a good mom. You could just say you would make scrambled eggs because you have yeah. great kids. Yeah. Is that your answer? Did yes, just that's give you my answer. <laughs> I shouldn't have helped With so much. a fruit and a, a starch. Oh, you are good at being and unbalanced. And some vitamins. Oh, and they're gummy chewies. Yes. What I made here is a child ceviche. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I made fluffy eggs with uh, <laughs> some cream and chives. Ew. You do a, a column, though, a cooking column. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, Amy Efron, who I did go to high school with, uh, started this. It's called One for the Table, and it's called a food, love, and politics magazine. It's an awesome magazine. website. Thank you. Yeah, it's so good. But, you know, people who don't write about food, writing about food. So we've had, you know... People from all walks of life contributing articles. And Steve Zalian, who, you know, is an Academy Award winning yeah. screenwriter yep. who just adapted The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo for the American version, which I'm so excited about. He's contributed, Angelica Houston, all sorts of really interesting people. That's Steve so Zalian, cool. um, my favorite movie of all time, strangely, is uh, Searching for Bobby Fischer, which he wrote. Oh, directed. yes. I love it Absolutely. Too. It's great. And, uh, he went to San Francisco State like I did, and I didn't oh, know really? that. I read that in like the soundtrack liner notes. So I wrote him a oh, letter no when kidding. I was in college, and he wrote back. Oh, nice. wow. Oh, yeah. And then I met him once at uh, – I used to work at this store in Santa Monica called Second Spin. Oh, and his son okay. would come in, like his 14-year-old son or whatever, and like somehow like we chatted each other up at some point. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I love – Bobby Fischer's my favorite movie. And I think he was thrilled that someone like knew who his dad was, even mm-hmm. though he's very well respected. Yeah. He's written, he wrote Schindler's List. He's mm-hmm. written so much amazing, stuff. Amazing, amazing. But just that, you know, some Joe Schmo kid who worked at the store was like, you know where my dad is. Like he brought Steve in one <gasps> time to like, wow. meet me. And I was like gushing about the movie. Oh like that. my he's really gosh, nice. that's so really cool. Really cool guy. Yeah, they're a nice family. His wife is really cool too, Elizabeth. Awesome. But it's a, it's a really interesting website. And I've I've been able to like, you know, it's a creative outlet for me because – you know, I've developed a lot of the essays and spoken word stuff that I do around town from writing there. That's awesome. It's so good to have stuff like projects that make you generate new stuff and then yeah, you get to refine it a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Now you're going to have to generate some new stuff because I've got quite a doozy for you. Okay. Now, when you, it's a would you rather, and you can't make this a best case scenario and try to wiggle your way out of it. So your options are your options, okay? Oh, you We've devil. We've had some guests that have really tried to be like, well, I'll just wear a turtleneck. Well, you can't if you have a big goiter. You can't hide it. That's the, you're stuck with it, okay? But you don't have to pick a goiter today. But you're setting this up fantastically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't wait. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. You have to choose between wearing a pair of pink polyester culottes forever, but you have another pair, so you can wash the ones, but you are always in rotation with these pink polyester culottes, okay? Or? Or 
Cut off your pinky toe and wear it discreetly around your neck, but you can wear whatever pants you want. I would cut off my pinky toe because I have very, very bad legs. Oh, okay. But yeah. it's not the pink or polyester. It's the culotte. It's the cut. It's the cut. I did not expect that. that see, these <laughs> questions, I always find out the most interesting things. Yeah. Bow-legged. Uh, cellulite. Well, you've made a great decision. I, I would obviously choose the pinky toe, too. Absolutely. Well, you've got great legs. But I don't want to wear pink culottes. And I, I never I would wear the culottes. You would? <laughs> would you really? I don't know. <laughs> you, don't, you have to pick. Really, it's no, not my question. No way. Uh, okay. I, I, for the rest of my life, people will, other than my husband and my kids, will not see my legs. Really? Whoa. Oh, yeah. I think I'd wear the culottes, and then when people look at me, I'd be like, what, would you rather see my pinky toe on my neck? <laughs> Those were my options. <laughs> okay. A nail polish company has approached you to sponsor their new shade, Lorraine on My Parade. What color is it? Green. Ooh. Is it opaque? Or, I mean, is it, um, I want to know if it has, it's matte or... It's matte. Oh, it is. Not glossy. Wow. Yeah. It's a pretty badass color. Yeah. In fact, it might even be like a combat green. Ooh, bad girls club. It's kind of, it's not girly. No. It's serious. Real macho nail polish. That's right, baby. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love it. It's the kind of thing Bob Villa would wear. That's right. (laughs) Now, wait just a second. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Okay. A wizard appears and tells you he's going to produce a biopic starring you. And it is likely to garner Oscar nods. Who do you want to portray? And what would you title this biopic? It's a biopic about no, me. No, you're, you're playing the main person. Kind of like Jim Carrey played Andy Kaufman in Man on the Moon. Oh. Like if you could yeah. choose anybody to portray. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Who would I play? Probably Bob Vila, but think about it for a while. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you don't have to choose it, but that's that the right answer. Tempting. <laughs> um, well, probably Anais Nin, just because I think I think she had an interesting life and she was kind of even though she was talented she was around a lot of other talented people too and that's how i feel my life has been yeah what would you call it bystander whoa deep that was a really good answer thank you you're welcome i'm so excited you never know what what great little gems are going to shake out of brains Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> I think you. you need to start working on that project. Oh, you I'm can have saying. it. You can have okay. it. Okay. I'll be playing it. I would portray the human centipede. <laughs> and, uh, oh, gross. And it would be called Leggy. Leggy. <laughs> nice gams. <laughs> Legs done. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, yeah we really it appreciate so it. Fun. it. It was so fun. I mean, you don't, know, you don't know how many questions that I've answered over and over again. And these were new ones. Yay. And that is such a pleasure. Oh, good. Oh, it was really fun. You mean the pinky thing? You hadn't heard that a million times? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> wow. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yep. Sorry, so we blew it. So, so Lauren Michaels, what's he like? Yeah. <laughs> or the was ones that, that crazy that, that or what? answering them while they're asking him. So yeah. it was, must have been really fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um. you really liked it, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys must have known that you were on television, right? <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, uh, you're shooting Celebrity Autobiography coming up soon again. Yeah, and also I think uh, Tasty Words, which is done by Wendy Kamenoff, uh, is oh, having Wendy. its anniversary yeah. in September as well. She's so my I old think... neighbor. I used to live downstairs from her. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. You guys have so, weird And I don't lives. know what the anniversary is, whether it's five years. I don't know how many years, but um, – I think the 23rd of September. So I'm in. I think cool. she's asking Elaine Boozler and 
Taylor Negron, but I don't know if they're committed yet. But nice. I'll be doing that too. Awesome. Very cool. Um, any other plugs? You got anything, Vanessa? Uh, know yeah. Uh, How can I see you perform? Well, we perform together at, in Santa Monica and Westside Comedy on a team called Bruce, and mm-hmm. we do that five months Oh, I want to see that. See, you've always done them on school night. Yeah, yeah they're Mondays, Mondays at 10. But now that it's summer, are you going to do it during the summer? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah we're still doing it. Week them. after next, so maybe come yep. check we'll it out. You know. uh, also, I'm uh, the guest on the latest JJ Go oh, podcast. Yeah. It's episode 140. Awesome. It's called At Spider Man 223 with Cole Stratton. So um, it's Jesse Thorne and Jordan. Morris's great podcast. It's a great podcast. Come on. So yep. It was fun. So check that out on the intro nets. I love the internet. Uh, you can follow the podcast at PMC Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow our fan page on Facebook. But do not add me as a friend. You can Just go, kidding. <laughs> you can go on Friendster and you won't find us <laughs> because that's old. Um, yeah, and please subscribe on iTunes. Yep. Leave some comments. Let us know um, uh, what you like and what you don't like, but mostly what you like because yeah. yeah. we're no, very please, fragile. Please, we are. Very fragile. Our feelings Got get hot. Yeah. That's right. But thank you guys for listening and thanks for being here, Lauren. Yeah, thanks thank you so, so much, much, you guys. Bye. Bye. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye.